Welcome back to the Practice Purchase Podcast, Season 5, Episode 3. Episode 3 is the final episode with Kent and Kevin with Dentographics. Dentographics, just a fantastic resource. In this episode, we're going to start uh, getting very micro. Um, I am getting down into specific practice statistics, rules of thumb that are helpful, rules of thumb that are not helpful. You know, what do you do about competitors? How do the guys at Dentographics think and uh, and, you know, when should you be worried if you're right next door to a competitor or not? Um, and, you know, thinking through things like college education in the area, family size, average income, um, you know, a couple interesting things about this episode. First, Dentographics announces a service that when we were recording wasn't yet live, but as of me uh, recording this intro is live. It's amazing. I've had several people use it now uh, with some pretty cool success. So listen for that towards the end of the episode. And then finally, um, I debated whether or not to put this little note in the intro for all three of the episodes with the Dentographics guys, but I waited for this one. I wanted to um, give you guys a little little surprise, a little little bonus for listening to all three of these Dentographics episode, uh, episodes. Kent and Kevin were kind enough to provide me with a coupon code for 20% off any of their services on their website. Um, now, I <laughs> I was going to put them in the show notes, put the, the, the actual code in the show notes, so you could just go grab it. Um, Kent, in the past, had given me a, a coupon code that got put up on like one of those coupon websites and kind of got uh, abused a little bit. So... Um, just shoot me an email, brian at dentalbuyeradvocates.com. My admin watches for the emails. Uh, she'll shoot you the code over. Um, it's not a sneaky ploy to get your email address or anything. And uh, Kent and Kevin aren't giving me a kickback at all. Uh, we're just trying to keep the uh, the coupon code for the intended purpose, which is people who have you know, feel, have some investment in the podcast, um, me and my services. And as a thank you to me, they give me that. So I'd love to share it with you. Shoot me an email. Happy to give you that 20% off code. Um, and with that, let's get into uh, the final episode with the folks from Dentographics. Let's move over to uh, specific practice statistics. So um, again, just as a reminder for folks, we're listening to Kent Miller, Kevin Klingsher, and the owners of Dentographics. We're going to talk now about, let's talk to a dentist who has found a specific practice, right? They maybe use your practice finder tool, these mailers, maybe they found it with a broker or something, and they're in that decision point where they're trying to decide yes or no, buy this practice. Obviously, one of the tools they're using are some of the, you know, the analysis that I put together, we're looking at tax returns, we're looking at number of new patients, you know, production, all of the internal practice statistics. But um, we like to include a very basic version of what you guys do, a dentographics analysis. Um, Kevin, at the end of last, uh, or, or, you know, last piece of our discussion, you threw out a few metrics, things like um, household income, um, you know, college level or you know, education level, uh, household size, some of those things. Will you Talk to me about what some of those metrics mean and if there are rules of thumb around some of those numbers that your average buyer should know about. I think it just starts with somebody's practice strategy and their target patient base. Okay. Do, you know, you start there before we look at the area and we say, what, who are you interested in, in treating at your, at your office? 
are you what are the typical i can imagine the flavors around that i want to do a lot yeah. of crown and bridge work so I, you know i want an older population or i, I want right. to focus on cosmetics so i need a younger but, but richer population what are there other versions of that that you hear is typical i mean you hear everything you hear people say everyone which sure Right. I guess it's great, uh, but no, it's know. not. That's the worst possible answer. But yeah, well, keep going. yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, soccer moms or yeah. um, family centric. Uh, some people get super specific um, to the point where you know it's it, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit hard to uh, get that super specific, you know, intel if, if the people are there. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's it's everything under the sun, and then when we do hear what the doctor's interested in, then you got to look at the area. Is it, is it an older population? Um, do they want to be doing more fee for service or uh, are they going to be doing more Medicaid? So it's, uh, then you hear that. And then you look at what we include in our uh, on-demand tools and then our reports, does that match up with what we find in the area? So is it, is it high income? Is it older? Is it more family centric or is it, you know, in the middle of Charlotte, where average household size is, you know, one and a half residents. So, all right, um, let me give you a scenario then, and I'll give you the most typical answer, knowing that your average pedo, ortho, maybe uh, I'm a cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills, I might give a different answer here, but I'll, I'll give the most common answer that I think I hear, which is, you know, I'm, I want to focus on family most I want to do mostly bread and butter, crown and bridge and fillings, but I, yeah, I want to throw in a little bit of flavor of, you know, whatever implants and Invisalign, right? I like the lasers. I like the, you know, whatever. Um, so that, if that's the typical answer, Kent, like what numbers should I be thinking about when I'm looking at the demographic side of my research? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll start by saying that this is going to be, some of these numbers are going to be different everywhere right so cost of living plays a huge role here yeah um i i just looked this up because I, I knew it was coming up here in san francisco a family making less than one hundred seventeen thousand dollars a year is considered low income that's that's not the case in most places right so let's just say that you know let's just start with there are regional adjustments here so what you want to look at is what's going on kind of in your region especially in terms of income um now as far as like uh, average household size nationally, that's 2.58. So 2.58 residents per household. If you see a number like three there, you can, you know, you can bet that there are going to be a lot of families around. More families. You see okay. a number. Yep. 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 If you see a number like two, uh, you're going to find young professionals. You're going to find retirees. Um, that number of course goes in, con uh, hand in hand with the median age, which nationally is about 38. Uh, so if you see the median age is 55 and the average household size is two, you're probably looking at retirees. If you see a median age of 29 and an average household size of two, you're probably looking at young professionals or maybe college students. Um, so all these numbers kind of interact with each other. Uh, nationally, as far as, as income, I think most of our clients, assuming you're not in the Bay Area or someone that's really, really high cost of living, are probably looking for uh, an income level of somewhere between about eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 a year. And 120 or so is kind of that PPO bread and butter. Keep in mind that's household income levels. Yeah. So, two people making sixty thousand dollars a year is one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's really helpful. What um, I am of the maybe somewhat unpopular opinion 
that um, there are some metrics that you can't necessarily measure in a census, or I, I can't get from demographics or something that do matter. Things like ethnicity, backgrounds, um, you know, a family in the area, maybe if I grew up or something like that. Are, are there other things that don't show up on a report that I need to think about when it comes to demographics? One thing is gonna that I would think of would be, and we, we dive into this as much as we possibly can with what's available to us, but how many existing or how many uh, doctors are at each location? Okay. As I said earlier, not all practices are built different. Um, character of competition is going to be a big thing, but I think that that is something that is also worth going in deeper on your own and you know seeing again yeah. who, who are these practices, how aggressive are they, what days are they open, things like that. Okay, that that is my next question, Kevin. So th nice work on teeing me up. The most common demographics question around a specific practice that I get is some version of, Brian, oh my gosh, I just drove by the office and there's a dentist next door to this location. Mm -hmm. This is terrible news. I think I need to throw in the towel. Will you email the broker and tell him to go suck an egg? And I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Right? So it's some version of there's too many dentists around my the practice that I'm thinking about buying. Um why would that not be a problem? And, and under what circumstances might it be a problem? So you talk about the character of competition. Maybe talk to me a little bit more about how a buyer might think about, I don't know, being in a, in a building that has three other dentists or, you know, being in a location where there are a lot of dentists around or something like that. Like, how do I know if it's a problem versus if it's not a problem? Yeah. I mean, in a medical building, that's, that's very typical and that shouldn't be a problem. Um, one of the first things I would look at would be uh, the competing practices. Do, do they align with the kind of practice that you want to eventually create for yourself? And if you go, go down the row and everybody is uh, presumably crushing it and they all kind of look like they have a, a very solid you know, vision in terms of their, their business and what they bring to the community, and that's probably something more to be concerned about than if, you know, four of them are DSOs that have bad ratings and mm. a handful are even difficult to tell if, if they're open. So, so clues, yeah. the clues I might be looking for might be things like Google reviews, if the website's decent, even if they have a website at all, um, yeah. could I find them online? Those are the types of things that are telling me a little bit about the character of competition. Is that right? Yeah. Are they I, younger doctors? Are they, do they look like they're on the... Okay. Yep. You know. Any way you can differentiate yourself, I would say. Um, you know, I think McDonald's and steakhouse can a steakhouse can peacefully coexist in the same shopping center and not feel like they're stealing each other's customers. Uh, just to kind of give one example there, I, I think the other thing I would look at is um, how many people live in the larger area. Of course, those three practices are serving more than the people. Three or four practices are serving more than just the people who live within a quarter mile radius. Uh, so you're you're going to want to adjust for competition. And, you know, the reality, or I'm sorry, for the population of the area, um, the reality also is that that's actually a very common scenario. So because of zoning, uh, you know, most of the time there's kind of medical or commercial real estate all right next to each other uh, in a relatively small area in most of America. And then there's huge residential areas where there are no practices, or if you're lucky enough to find a space there, there are probably all these kinds of uh, rules that prohibit you from 
having good signage and good visibility, you know, you've got to be a little bit farther uh, off of the street and that sort of thing. So it, it's actually a very common scenario that there are a couple of practices pretty close by. Uh, uh, the analogy, you used uh, fast food. So in my, uh, on my way to work in my office this morning, I drove by a street corner that has a Chick-fil-A, a McDonald's, and a Taco Bell, the number one, two, and three fast food restaurants in the U.S., all on the same street uh, or street intersection, all doing phenomenally well. Kent, what I hear you saying is similar in dentistry. And you got to be wise. If, if you're going to, you know, you're going <clears> to, <throat> you're going to have to compete on some level. So just make sure you have a target customer, target patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I would even say that, you know, when we were talking about demographics earlier, a lot of what we were talking about, I would kind of consider summary data points, like the median household income in the area. I love to give this example. You've got a high income population living next to a low income population. The median means, right, that half of households earn more and half earn less. Well, the median maybe is going to fall right in between those two populations, the high income and the low income. And so if we said, hey, doc, the median household income in this area is $80,000 a year, there might not actually be a lot of households in that area earning $80,000 a year. Most earn significantly more or significantly less. So to your point, it's about making sure that your patient base is there. Uh, and that's kind of that same idea with um, you know, McDonald's and a steakhouse both serve food to people who are hungry, uh, but it might be to different kinds of people or people who are in different moods, um, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, final question here, and then we'll wrap up um, just to give folks a reason to stick around. We've got a coupon code to share with them. Um, let me play devil's advocate for a second on the need for a, de- a dentographics report. Uh, let's say I'm a buyer who's found a location, either the broker or the seller gave me chapter and verse on the practice. I've got tax returns. I've got production reports. I've got details about the staff. I've got um, the internal like Dentrix produced, right? You've seen these like zip code analyses that pop out of the practice Mm -hmm. management software. Like I can see Mm -hmm. where the current patients come from zip zip code by zip code. I can see their ages. I can see everything. And I can see the trends of the practice, both with new patients, with collections, with production, with all the numbers that I care about. Um, Does that dentist need a demographics report? Our recommendation would be to do your research on the market. Okay. Um, you know, uh, obviously buying a practice, especially a successful one like that is a big investment. Uh, maybe that doctor's just really killing it. And when you come in, the first thing you realize is, man, that guy was really good. You know, he's got 20, 30 years of being here. He knows the area. He had all these connections and word of mouth. Uh, and, and now I'm not really, I'm not, the momentum was kind of fell, you know, the train fell off the tracks, uh, a little bit. So, um, what a demographics report would do for you in that scenario, uh, is inform you of who lives in the area, uh, what kinds of dentistry might be in demand, what kinds of patient are, are, uh, what kinds of patient are in the area. Uh, and then also, is this going to be a challenging area to continue to grow that practice? Is it because the doctor's just really killing it? Uh, or maybe there are some opportunities even that they're missing. Perfect. Kent, Kevin, can't thank you guys enough. I don't, you, for you, those of you listening, uh, no money changes hands for these. This is Kent and Kevin giving up their time um, to, uh, to educate you guys. So if you would, uh, please shoot them a note and say thank you. Uh, I'll leave uh, contact information, the website. Uh, those, for those of you listening that are interested in, in one of their paid services, they have a number of free services. Um, I think uh, check out if you use the code BH as in Bravo, uh, Brian Hanks is, is BH. I was going to do the 
the airline thing and I can never remember. Uh, the BH, Brian Hanks dash 20. So BH dash 20, it gets you 20% off uh, when you do the checkout at dentographics.com. Um, Kent, Kevin, any final words before we wrap up? Not so much. Um, we appreciate you having us on here. It's always, uh, it's always a pleasure. Always can expect the Ohio state rub, but I think that just comes <laughs> with it. Um, I mean, didn't, go so hot for you guys on the big stage. So that's a point. Low blow. Low blow. <laughs> we've, we've been there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for having us. We love being here. Okay. Hey guys, thanks again. And we'll talk again soon.